Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I hope you've had a good weekend. Wrapping up a weekend of relatively boring market conditions. Now, this is the sort of conditions at the moment that I like to call walk away. <laughs> um, as I spoke about uh, last week, I was going to take two full days off over the weekend, which I did. I managed to actually take some time away and uh, have a bit of a rest, which was great. And got to enjoy some uh, leisure activity with my family. So it makes it all worthwhile. Now, one of the things that I do think um, a lot of people forget about is when to walk away. Um, I'll take you for a quick little walk through the top 10 right now as I, as I see it on the charts in front of me and just fill you in as to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what I thought might have occurred, but of course, you know, uh, you can't be sure until it's all said and done. And I'm looking at Bitcoin right now and say the four hour, oh, sorry. Yeah, actually, I'll have a look at the four hour now. And look, literally, it did nothing. Um, Bitcoin managed to move up a little bit, move down a little bit, move up a little bit. It moved around in a $400 range between sort of 76 and 7,200. Um, at the moment, it is down around the low of that range, uh, sitting around that 30, sorry, 7,326. Uh, the market did very, very, very little in the way of movement over the weekend. We often do see that come the weekends, things do calm down, whether it be heavy selling, it does often ease up, whether it be heavy buying, it does often ease up for whatever the reasons may be. And we can go into all the details if we so desire to do so. I don't, I just don't care. For me, when the markets, uh, when I want a break, I take a break. When the markets want a break, I leave the markets alone until something actually happens. Now, for me, Bitcoin right now, it still looks lower. There's, there's, I don't see any reason for it to move higher. We may see a pullback. I, I did speak of that last week. We, we may see a pullback uh, up into 8,000. We may see that occur. But uh, for the time being, we are holding those lows. Looking at the four hour, it's very, very divergent on these most recent lows, but that doesn't really concern me too much either because I'm not looking to trade Bitcoin short. It's looking very, very boring, and it will be interesting to see what the next 24 hours of trade does. Why 24 hours? Because that will encapsulate the sessions, the major sessions of Australasia, so that's Australia, Asia, New Zealand, that sort of time frame, across throughout Europe and London, all the way over through to the States and back around to begin once again. So we need a full 24 hours to see what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if there'll be too much activity today throughout the Asian session. Often uh, markets can be relatively quiet throughout that period on a Monday whilst we wait for the rest of the world to wake up. We sort of sit back quite frequently and not a great deal happens. Unless, of course, there is some major news that comes out throughout the session. Uh, about something negative. Looking at Ethereum as well, very similar to that of Bitcoin, it has done very little. It continues to hover around that $600 market, just above it, just below it, just above it, just below it. Not a great deal going on there either. Bitcoin Cash, well, that hedge that I've got on, it's still hedged. I'm still there. I'm still short and it's still doing its job. That's why I'm pretty cool about what's going on in the market. So I'm not too concerned. Uh, you see here, it, it is literally holding around that $1,000 market. It holds above it, below it, above it, below it. Not a great deal going on. EOS in the same boat. It's held up. It's held the higher side this week rather than the rest of the market being holding on the lower side. So EOS a little bit more bullish than everything else. Uh, Cardano also down. We've got Lumen also holding around support. Neo doing something very similar. IOTA also the same. 
I was stalking Ripple for an opportunity to get short uh, last week. Did not get that, ex- so that, that exact opportunity, but we're starting to see a consolidation. But once again, it's just a matter of waiting to see what happens. And finally, Litecoin in my top 10 list. Again, not a great deal going on. So the market has been relatively sideways throughout the weekend. We have not seen a great deal of activity, which is wonderful. Why is it wonderful? Because I took some time off and I did not miss a damn thing. And I really am happy about that. So that brings me back to the point that I want to make. And that's that a lot of people don't know when to trade. Uh, They don't know when to stop trading. They continue to trade all of the time. Now, this is especially true if you're somebody who only trades on, say, the weekends. And if the weekends are when you have opportunities to trade, you want to find trades. Now, your brain will do all sorts of weird and wonderful things, i.e. will make you right whenever you decide that you want to be right. That's what arguing with parents proves to us, right? (laughs) When we're kids, we're wrong. Even when we're adults, we're often very wrong. But we want to be right, so we continue to build a case to make ourselves right. Now, if you're not arguing with anybody, if it's your internal dialect, then you can find yourself being right all the time. And that would, in fact, be very wrong. For me, it's about trading when the markets present the right opportunities. It's not about trying to manufacture an opportunity, manufacture the right conditions or manufacture a trade. There's a reason that I work from a complete checklist, guys, an absolute reason why I use literal written checklists backed by probabilities because at the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen in the, to the future. I add my probabilities together to give me trading opportunities. Now, I do this through a list of essential factors and then bonus factors to increase the probabilities if I can't find or if I can't differentiate a few trades from each other. So it's really, really important, guys, that you understand this. It's extraordinarily important that you know when to trade, when not to trade. One of the things I teach very early on in my courses, because it is one of the most important things you'll ever learn, is about price action. It's about understanding what optimal chart structure is. And now optimal chart structure is a clean, smooth, flowing trend. I'll say that again. It's a clean, smooth, flowing trend. Now, what this presents for me is opportunities where there's a higher probability that the direction will maintain its course. At the moment, if we see the market being very sideways and in a very tight range, it's very difficult to carve out good profitable trades within a short, tiny, non-trending range. So because of the market being the way that it is, I just sit back. I do not trade. Now, I have... Uh, evolved as a trader over the years. When I first started trading, I would trade often. I would trade low timeframes, high timeframes, often take some very bad trades along with some very good trades. Nowadays, the less is more um, philosophy works well for my trading. I trade less, okay, but I look to make more. Of course, my account has grown. I do have larger positions these days, so therefore, you know, I'm not so desperate to look, you know, have lots of trades where I make $500 each to make a living. I am creating and evolving as a trader every single day and every single week that I trade. And so are you. So, you know, if you are trading very frequently, I'm not saying there's an issue with that, not at all. Some people do very well whilst doing that, but you've got to try and find what matches your personality. The one thing I can say does not make a difference whether you're, you know, about your personality is optimal chart structure. And again, I come back to it. Knowing when to trade is more important knowing when, sorry, is, is equally as important as knowing when not to trade. As a matter of fact, I think that knowing when not to trade is probably the most important thing that I will ever teach you. It's very difficult to listen and learn that, but knowing when not to be placing trades saves you a huge amount of money because you know what? Most of the time, you're not trading as a trader as opposed to placing trades. You're not trading. A lot of the time, you're trying to tell your brain, no, 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 don't do that. That's a bad trade because you've only got your internal dialogue you need to be very aware of yourself 
and what you're doing. And this comes back to those written checklists, guys. So if you haven't already, jump across to www.tradercob.com. Get yourself access to the free bi-weekly video newsletter. And I think we've still got a free month available there on my daily market view video. So you can go back through all the archives. You can look at all the videos that I've done since inception. You can have a look at absolutely everything as well as a hugely popular Journey of the Apprentice series. So get in there, join up. It's one free month for all you guys to get on board. If you want to take advantage and you want to see more about how I trade and what I do, that's where you need to do it, guys. So have a fantastic day. I wish you all the best and we'll speak again tomorrow. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. 